amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, January 15th edition of ATS Radio. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be joined by the one and only Dave Sherapan on today's show, formerly on the other side of the counter with CG Technology and a lot of other places. And now he's on this side of the counter doing a lot of media stuff, a lot of uh, sharing of his insight and analysis, and he'll do that here on today's show with us. Over at ATS.io, lots of insight and analysis for you to check out. We got previews of all four divisional round games in the NFL playoffs, covering daily college basketball, NHL, and NBA, to go along with golf, UFC, uh, whenever NASCAR comes back around, we'll be doing that. Lots of great content over at ATS.io for you to check out. We got sportsbook reviews. We got updates on the top sportsbook promotions from around the industry. Some good ones this week from PointsBet, BetMGM, and DraftKings. I encourage you to head over to ATS.io, look under that sportsbook promotion section, and see what those top offers are here for this week. And I also want you to download the ATS app, which you can find in the Google Play Store or in the Apple Store. Search against the spread, probably the easiest way to find that. But you can go to ATS.io, go to the ATS app page, on your mobile device, and then you'll get direct links to the Play Store, uh, the Google Play Store, or the Apple Store to download that app. It's a bet tracker. It's an odd screen, a stats database in there, lots of helpful handicapping tips and tools to make you a better better. So make sure you download that ATS app today. With that, we bring on today's guest, and that is the one and only Mr. Dave Sherapan at Sportsbook Consig on Twitter. Dave, how's it going today, man? And uh, good morning, brother. It's uh, it's going good. It's uh, you know I'm up before sunrise in the desert, which is cool. Um, but uh, I'm good, man. I'm you know I'm your Browns are still playing, so I'm excited for for both of us. No, I appreciate that. I'm very excited that the Browns are playing. You know, it still hasn't set in that you know it's the divisional round of the playoffs, and the Browns are actually listed on the odds board. Like they're not listed in draft props right now. They're listed for a playoff game. So, I mean, that's uh, that's quite a development for them. And speaking of being up before sunrise out there, I'll tell you what, man. I, I go to Vegas at least probably three times a year, hoping for my first trip of the year here sometime soon. My favorite time of day out there, as crazy as this sounds, is walking around at 7 a.m. When nobody's out, the sun's just kind of coming up. You know, usually I go in the heart of the summer. Um, I love that time of the day out there, man. It's uh... – it's also one of my favorite times of the day when, when I was visiting here, it was the best because you were seeing people wrap up their night. You, you got to see people starting their day. You got to see so much at sunrise in Vegas, especially down on the strip, some good, some bad, but it was the best, one of the best shows without buying a ticket anywhere you could possibly go because uh yeah it 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 was just it was it was interesting let's put it that way and and i know that everything out there in vegas has a house edge and and for the most part a negative expectation but 
man, the people watching is so plus EV out there. I, I, I dream about it. I miss it so much. It's crazy. That was how um, my wife and I, uh, you know, we've been married 17 years now, but we were together for even a couple of years, you know, almost two years before that. But we would do that all the time. That would be, um, you know, how we would just hang out, um, whether it was over, you know, some blackjack or, or some breakfast or just whatever. But she loved the people watching. She turned me on to it because I used to just be in the book and, you know, looking at sheets and looking at highlights, watching games and thinking what I was going to do. She's like, let's just go have something to eat and then sit in the lobby somewhere or just go for a walk. And man, that was fun. She turned me on to it. I, I'm with you. It is plus EV people watching in Vegas when it's Vegas, like it, it normally is. That's one of the best EV plus EV bets you can find. No, no doubt about it. And as far as today's show goes for our listeners, we're going to, just riff a little bit at the top of the show, and then we'll do some stuff later on in the program talking about the four divisional round games here. But, you know, Dave, I, you've got a ton of experience, both offshore and in the legal U.S. market, you know, working out there in Las Vegas at, at a variety of different sports books. And, you know, I, I something I, I want to pick your brain about here at the top of the show Um, You know, I know that you're trying to get more into the media sphere here. You know, you've been doing a lot of podcast appearances, and I know that you're an excellent writer as well for anybody who wants some written content. Everybody knows that from following you on Twitter, checking out your story time from the book things. You just, you have a way of of telling these tales that is just extremely captivating. But I want to ask you about the growth of legal U.S. sports betting, because, you know, when you went from the offshore side to the Vegas side, it really was Las Vegas and that was it. And now over the last few years, we've got, you know, more than 20 States, obviously New Jersey, the capital on the East coast, and then kind of working its way West from there. What do you think about, you know, kind of the direction of the industry from a better standpoint of, you know, all of this novice public money now, you know, playing all these different odds, totals, spreads, all that in States across the country, what are you just kind of seeing from that as you're you know, kind of more analyzing and evaluating the industry as opposed to analyzing and evaluating, you know, your own book or, or the betting odds? Man, it, Adam, I, I am having a deja vu moment every day. So I went offshore in 1997. That's when I left to go to Curacao. I worked at a book called ABC Island Sports and we had, our one of our main things that we did was six point even money teasers. That's what I mean. And we wrote teasers like you wouldn't believe back in the day, like millions and millions of dollars every single week in teasers. We just took bets. That's all we did. So, you know, going from that where we didn't have a hotel to to offset. We didn't have table games. We didn't have a nightclub. We didn't have anything to, we were booking games to win bets, to, to build a business. Um, We didn't kick anyone out. We, we, I never once in my life, unless, you know, they tried to bet money that they didn't have in their account or were rude to one of our uh, phone operators or something. I never kicked anyone out for winning. We got better and we used the information to get better as a group, I mean, you know, we had a, a limit. Everyone got it. We, we didn't cut people. I didn't know any other way. So I, that's the business I knew. 
And then I moved to Vegas and I, I, I joked that I didn't know when I started in 1997 in a small office in Curacao that I was starting in the batter's box at Yankee Stadium. And then when I moved to Vegas, I would be like going to double A. I, I ended up in Birmingham, like, you know, grinding. And I was like, what's going on here? The, you know, the software was antiquated. The, the, the experience was different. Um, man, if you, if you knew too much, you, you, you were kind of shown the door or you were told you could only bet, you know, a hundred dollars a game or nickel a game maximum on anything like, and I just didn't get it. So now um, I'm seeing it all happen again, where like books are limiting customers, the promotions, the, the promotions, like all of this has been done. We'll match your bonus or your deposit up to $500. Well, everything that books did 23 years ago, when I was down there and, and I saw it, what worked, what didn't, what mistakes are made, how guys just take the bonuses and run and get, you know, I had half the city of Dearborn, Michigan was signing up accounts with me in a week. Like, I'm like, why are these people? It's the same guy with a different address. He was just depositing. It was the same group of four guys. And they would deposit with a different name and address and he would get the bonus. So we were throwing money in these accounts and I'm, you know, manning the book side of it. And I kept saying, why do these guys, this Dearborn, Michigan, Dearborn, what's going on? And I got the one guy on the phone. I said, listen, you can tell you and your cousins or your brothers that we're done signing up accounts. You can bet whatever you want, but you're going to do it out of this account. And anyone else, unfortunately, from Dearborn, Michigan is never going to open an account here with me because I'm done giving you guys money. I don't even care. Like, I don't even care. You're making me look like a, a fool in trying to beat the system. You want to bet? You can bet. If you want to, you know, keep, we used to call them whore bonuses. Like, they, you, you can keep doing that, and, and, you know, you can do it somewhere else. And that was, that was one of the only times where I had to, like, tell someone, stop. So now with books all over, I'm, I'm getting nervous, actually, between you and I for the business. I don't know. I mean, like, because what ends up happening is like, you, you know, the offshore market. Now there's like five books that take bets and the rest consolidated went away. I saw more guys come and go while I was down there, both coming down the work. I mean, you know, the stories are, are, you think the story time from the books here are incredible. Like the story times that now that I'm a free agent, so to say, I can tell all the stories. Because before I couldn't say a lot of the things that I wanted to say um, or, you know, really needed to say because I had a gig. I had a job. I had to watch what I said. I was looked down upon. Actually, I was looked down upon because I was offshore. Because what, what, what were you doing? What, what, what goes on down there? Same thing that's supposed to be going on here. <laughs> the same thing. We're supposed to be booking bets and, and, and taking action and, and grinding out money. And I don't know what you guys are doing, what you've been doing in Vegas for a long time, but it's certainly not what I thought you were doing um, while I was down in Curacao. And now they're doing it in New Jersey. They're doing it in Iowa. They're doing it in Indiana. They're doing it all over the country. It's starting to pop up. And we got guys from other countries managing those numbers and, and taking the bets and telling us what works. Like I've done interviews with some companies, you know, that are managing the risk from Malta 
from Sweden, from what, what are you guys doing? Like, I would never go to Europe and say, hey, I can book soccer better than you. I don't want to. I want a guy who's going to book soccer. Good. So I would get the best guys. These people, as the books are coming here, and they're telling us, we don't know what to do. <laughs> I, uh, my opportunities for gigs and, and for jobs in risk rooms, which I've been doing now for a very long time, um, are getting more limited with the expansion of books, which is not what I thought was going to happen. Um, and <laughs> for the better, oh, dude, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's more markets available. There's more, you know, like props are great. There's, you know, it's all becoming automated, though. Not only the, the, the making of the numbers and things like that, but the actual looking at accounts and letting people bet. So now you, you beat the closing line three times. Three times. It doesn't matter what it is. Props, NFL, college basketball first halves, whatever market. If you beat it three, three times in a row, you're probably thrown in a limited bucket. You do it and you win a couple more times. Don't be surprised to be in a big book with a big name and you're, getting, you're, you're allowed to bet $20. I mean, that's what's happening as far as like the industry. And it's scary, man. It's a scary, it's a scary thing. That's why I'm looking at the media stuff more. I, I don't know where to go. Um, you know, I, I'm 50 years old now. Um, and as an odds maker or somebody that learned the business, if, you know, from the ground up and quote unquote booked bets out of their pocket, wasn't literally my cash, but it might as well have been, um, I'm going, wow, this is where we're headed. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I think you're definitely well within your right to be nervous about, you know, the way that things are going. And like you said, I mean, you know, when you were working in the offshore business, you didn't have anything to sort of offset, you know, what your bottom line was going to be. And now when you look at all these sports books, I mean, it's a very corporate nature now in, Mm -hmm. in, in gaming altogether. You know, you sit there and you look at the Las Vegas strip and it's what eight Caesars or now uh, El Dorado properties. (laughs) you know, it's seven MGM properties and all that, you know, there's just not a whole lot of variety out there. You know, I I sort of wonder as we go forward here in this U.S. market of, you know, one of the things that I've heard from people that that are on the other side of the counter or were previously on that side, your hands are tied because you've got bosses to answer to. And now with this U.S., you know, facing thing, you've got shareholders and stakeholders to answer to. So I guess my question sort of is for you as somebody who had to take an aggressive risk profile offshore, tried to bring that with you to Las Vegas. Do you see any of these U.S. operators breaking the mold or or will it take, you know, just some sort of cataclysmic event for somebody to actually, you know, be willing to take on some risk and then book the way that you're supposed to from that? Um, Well, it's hard to say like, because consolidation is happening. It's already happening and the States are just going legal. And, you know, when you look at, at the reporting of the numbers and, and you see the percentages, I mean, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel have 80% or more of the share in some States. And there's 17 other operators vying for 20% of the money. Um, It's tough. It's, re- it's really tough. Will anyone separate themselves from 
the, the mold. Um, I was with CG Technology. We got bought out by William Hill. So William Hill now has our, our books um, in Vegas. There's BetMGM. There's, there's uh, William Hill. And there's, you know, Boyd is around. Um, there's the stations is obviously here. The Westgate is doing their thing. I mean, they, you know, they're a standalone book. Like, so they have to watch the bottom line. They have shareholders and everybody to, to answer to as well. They're, they're keeping that hotel going, like what they're doing. Um, South Point and Rampart, they're an independent book as well. They kind of can cater to, you know, you have more flexibility. Cirque is the one for me in Vegas that is going to challenge everything because that's what Derek Stevens does. Like, the guy is great. I've had him on my podcast. I've had him on, you know, I've talked to him. I know him personally. Um, he does his thing. Now, what you find out doing that when you're the only one doing it, you have to have that iron cast stomach at him. You, you have to be able to like go, whew, we got a big decision and we're on the wrong side. Like we, we're going to lose. Like this is going to happen. It's, you know, this isn't a machine that you fix the percentage this isn't the table games or, or, you know, a dice table where you have that advantage. Like, it's built in. Sports, you can lose if you don't have the right people running your place. If you have um, a lot of sharps that, that, you know, sharps. There we go again with that term. That's my, my bad. I used it. My, so, <laughs> we have guys betting that are going to beat you you know, with, with their, their technologies better, their opinions better, that can happen. Um, I don't know if it's happening anywhere else though. Like I, I, I think it's going to take, it's going to take some big balls to, to be able to do it. Is it there? Absolutely. It, it, it's there to be had if anyone wants to do it. Um, I listened to a lot of old timers tell me about what it was like in Vegas years ago when there were just standalone books, like there's a Seven Eleven. You know, they were all named after tracks. Churchill Downs uh, was one of them. Uh, I forget what the other ones were off the top of my head, but they were around. And these guys, they went broke, too. Like they eventually went broke because they didn't have the bankroll to outlast the other guy. I mean, this is a volume game and it's a long term game. You have to be able to take the swings back and forth. And if somebody's going to, you know, beat you up or or hit, you know, a couple big plays, um, you got to be able to withstand it and, and keep them playing. I say it all the time. When I've been in books. I've taken big bets. When, you, you know, the guy comes in and, and he's playing 100000 a game. Well, okay, let's take his bets. We do. And then he bets. He, he bets three games. He, he wins two and loses one. Well, he's, so he's a winner. Well, next time he comes, you're only, you're only going to take 20000 Well, why not? What do you mean? Let him bet. He's got the money now. Let him bet the same. You don't cut him. You got to keep him betting and and hope he comes back. Like, why, why would you cut that customer? And that's what happens a lot of times. Well, this guy must know something. A lot of times these guys know nothing, and that's even better. They just have money. So you want to take bets. But you can't complain when the guy wins. I mean, you've taken the bets. Well, he bet the right side. Well, how do you know what the right side is? You don't know what the right side is before the game. It's, and now you're going to tell me after. Or like the closing line value argument that's going around now, I get a kick out of it. Like just because you beat the closing line, if the guy making the number is better than you, 
or has a better opinion, you're going to beat the closing line all you want. You ain't going to win. Like, like, so that's how we got to be better. I mean, we would give you a line that of course you wanted because it wasn't right. It wasn't going to be good. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I think it's there to be had. If you want to open a book, dude, let's, let's talk to some people. I say it all the time. I would love to have an independent book when things turn around in Vegas that's going to cater to everyone. We're going to take sharp action. We're going to take big action. We're going to take square action. The rhombuses can play with us. All the different shapes and sizes, you can come and play at our book. We'll guarantee you're able to play uh, a dime on anything you want or except like, you know, golf markets or, or, or obscure stuff. You can get a nickel. That's it. And you can bet it again, but don't come in and try to give me beards. And I already know all the games you need to play. And I under, and, and it, when I was at the counter, I was the wise guy's friend it, it, as much as their foe. I, I, it's not, it doesn't have to be such an adversarial relationship. We need to work together because without me, you don't have a place to bet. And without you, I don't think I know what the right side is. I'm, I'm the first one to say it. We need each other, but don't try to rob me and play fair and you'll get the most preferential treatment that you can get because most places are looking to kick you out when if it was my place, I want them all. I'll let you play against each other and just take the stuff in the middle. That's good with me. Like, I don't have to win every bet either. You guys can just bet it against each other and I'll book it. That's the way I learned the business. You know, there was other side. So, yeah, man, it's a, it's, it's a long-winded answer to a question that I still think it's going to be there. I just don't know who's going to have the balls to do it. Well, it's certainly an answer that would, you know, be a breath of fresh air and a philosophy that, you know, the influential betters out there would absolutely love. You know, a place where they would be able to make that sort of action, a place that would be welcoming, you know, of that action. And, and as you said, I mean, right now, Circus Sports is the closest that we have to that. And they, they do a great job over there. And, you know, I know some people, some people that are even on this show that, you know, regularly beat their college football openers, the global openers on Sunday. But, you know, they're still willing to put themselves out there. And I certainly appreciate that. I know a lot of people in the business uh, appreciate that as well. A couple other things I want to ask you about here, Dave. And one of them, and this is, you know, sort of that that mentality of, of making a line, knowing that, you know, getting an idea of where your number is. I remember hearing you on another show or maybe something that, you know, you and I talked about in the past of, you know, a lot of times when you were setting numbers and, and booking games, you kind of wanted to put yourself in a position where the first bet would be on the underdog. I remember you talking about that. Maybe I'm paraphrasing incorrectly, but sort of walk us through, you know, what that thought process is when it comes to, you know, risk management and booking of games. So when you're sitting in a room and you got to come up with a number and you, you know, say the limits five dimes a game you got to have a good idea of one what it should be but two where it's going to go so just to you know for an example we got rams packers this week the line's seven that's the opening number why is it seven well because who are people gonna bet okay the majority of bets on a game come daily on like an NBA game or uh, an NHL game the hour or two before the game. So you can, you got to put up an opening number when you open up in the morning in Vegas, the books we would open up, 
you know, on the weekends at 7 a.m., um, you know, during the week, maybe 8 a.m., 8.30 sometimes. You got to put up a number that's going to take a bet pretty much opposite of what the public side is or the majority of the bets are going to come. So Rams Packers, where are the more, where's the percentage going to come? We like to see all these percentages of (laughs) books telling you where all their bets are like for your listeners, be careful when you look at a lot of those numbers, because a lot of those numbers are made up. I I don't know where they're getting those numbers. And um, you know, when you see 89% of the bets are on this game, but 76% of the money's on this side. Like, I don't know who's giving you those numbers, but just be wary of them because they're not always accurate. And sometimes they're just literally made up, but answering your question again, I got to stay on track. So seven, I need to know where that, that first bet is going to come. And if I put seven and a half, I know the first bet's coming on the Rams. If I put six and a half, I know the first bet is coming on the Packers. So I put seven and I let whomever I have available in my book tell me where the number should go. And I want to take the first bet. A lot of times for me, if, if I have a whole arsenal of guys that are going to fire, that I respect their money as well as their plays, um, yeah, I want to take a bet on the dog so I know where my point is of entry. I can go to that number and get a bet anytime. So if these guys are going to take seven, I'm going to go to six, six and a half, and then let take more bets on that side. Um, a lot of times I want to take a bet on the favorite. I'll, I'll, I'll open it a little bit lower and see, because if they don't play it, now I know. I've got the number. Okay. Or at least I think I do. Like now what's going on with betting bots and different markets and different limits and overnights. I mean, like the college basketball market is fascinating to me. Has been for years. This has been going on. Like people are talking about it now because these conversations are more in the open. But like the manipulation of college basketball overnights right now and baseball overnights um, when baseball season starts is fascinating as someone on the other side of the counter for years, like you would take a bet from an account, you know, back in the day in Curacao or even, you know, over the counter or on account now in Vegas that, you know, they're just trying to push you up while you're only taking 200 a game or a nickel a game. They're just, cause they know that bet will move the number, you know, in baseball, it'll move the money line eight cents or 10 cents, whatever you got to move it to, to, you know, take a limit play when tomorrow, when the game is, you're taking five dimes or ten dimes a game. So they get you to go from 128 to 136 to 142 on a couple overnight bets. And then they're coming and taking the other side for the limit in the morning or, or the day of, you know, at a plus price, obviously a bigger plus price than they laid. So they're using you as a, uh, you know, an arb. Uh, they're, they're just, you know. <laughs> scalping money it's they don't even care who wins they're just making money when you lay 128 and you lay 136 and you can end up taking 140 who cares who wins you, you, you've made money so that's what goes on uh, a lot of times so making the numbers you have to have all these things it's not the number you make it's the move the next bet where are you going from here 
that's even more important than the first number. That's why I love what Circa does now because I know the boys down there personally, and I love they're willing to put up a game at minus eight and let the betters tell them, guys, you're dead wrong. That line should be 14. They'll take a bet at eight. They'll take a bet at nine and a half. They'll take a bet maybe at 10, and they'll go, wow, we're really off. Go to 12 and a half. Jeez, they're still laying it. Go to 14. And then, you know, so they have a position, and they're okay with that. Like, that's the way you book games. That's the way you, you find out what the market is. It's hard to be first, but I think it's fun because now you really know. Like, and, and you know, if you don't take the bets, you never know. Like the guys that wake up in the books in places the next morning go, Oh, the line's 14. And they don't even have a clue how it got there. They just go, Oh, well, it looks like it's 14. A couple of places just use 14 and they throw it up. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And it's been a lot of fun, you know, for years learning how to do it and kind of honing the craft a little bit, but um, it's great. It's great to talk about. And it's, it, it's sure a lot of fun to watch. Now, I want to ask you if, if this is a myth or, you know, maybe an industry misnomer, something like that. A lot of people will tell you that the books want balanced action on both sides, that they're putting up a line, trying to encourage, you know, as close to the same amount of money as they can get on both sides of a game. Is that true? Or are books, you know, individually looking to take some positions of their own? All depends who you got at the top. If, if you have someone at the top that understands the business, um, they don't care. Like there, there's no, it's an ideal dream world to take a hundred bets on one side and a hundred bets on the other side. We, we could take a hundred bets on the Rams and a hundred bets on the Packers and, and be at minus seven and never have to move the line. And it would be Shangri-La. Oh, it would be wonderful. It's impossible. It doesn't happen. Do books want to take bets on both sides and never have to move a number? Man, it'd be great. It'd be boring as hell. And um, yeah, we would, you know, make the percentage of money that the juice works for you and go from there. Doesn't exist. Does not exist. So do you want to have opinions? Man, I learned the business from a guy offshore that was like, all right, look at the games. Pick three this morning. What do you want to need in those three? And tell me why. Well, all right. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's not an answer. Pick three games. There's 15 games right now. Pick three. Okay. All right. Why? We would talk about it. He'd be like, all right, we're going to need that side. Done. Like, just like that. And I was like, huh, okay, this is how we do it. Yeah, this is how we do it. We got to, you know, we're going to, we're going to have decisions. <laughs> you can't make money if you don't have decisions. A lot of times those decisions are made for you. You just need the other side of what everybody bets. With the juice working, you know, minus 110 is, is hard to overcome when you're just betting yourself. Now you got all these people laying it. They're laying you 110 on, on point spread sports. What's wrong with that? Like these books now, like I see these, you know, you got to lay 113. You got to lay 114. Like enough is enough. Like you could make a good book. You, you could have a successful business laying, letting people lay 108 if you had enough volume. Like that would be okay. So 110 is enough. I see, I see, I see a lot of it going on with one, 112, 113, 115, 118, like in-game stuff, uh, the, the spreads that get even bigger, and you're just like, man, isn't it enough? I, I don't know. So is it a misnomer? Yeah, 
it is like anywhere that I've ever been, like I would rather have decisions. It's, it's, it's not, it's not enough. There's just not enough. Um, you know, you're going to make more if you have decisions, you might lose. That's that, that's going to happen too. Like, listen, you can only tell people, you know, what the lines are. You can't tell them what to bet. I mean, there's going to be way more bets on like, you know, this week, Cleveland's playing Kansas city. I don't know what number I have to get to, to get more bets on Cleveland, but I can't get an even book on that game, no matter what I do. So, um, <laughs> the, yeah, you can't get an even, uh, no, you don't want even money on both sides. Now, like we talked about, you know, you've gotten out of the risk room now and you're, you know, looking for something here in this, in this media sphere. I mean, obviously if the right thing came along in the risk room, that's something that you would certainly embrace, but now you're you're one of us. You're somebody on the other side of the counter. You're betting into these numbers as opposed to balancing risk and you know sort of managing these numbers. So, is what you learned on the other side of the counter, you know, helped you out as a better, or is it just an altogether different kind of animal from this side? I'll tell you what, it's funny because a lot of people have asked me that. You know, when you work in a book, do you bet? Some guys do, some guys don't. Most guys do. Um, and I think it, I equate it to this, like there's, there's so many people that are investment guys, um, you know, that sell stocks and bonds. And are they better at picking stocks and bonds because they, they're, they're in it? Um, I don't know. I, I used to sit, you know, I'm going back 23 years. The first thing that the deal was when I worked in that book was the guy told me, he's like, I don't want you betting. And I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, we got, we got all these numbers. We got all these things. And he's like, I don't want you betting. I want you rooting for what the house needs. I want you rooting for every bet side that we have in here. And I want you thinking like that because I'm going to pay you more than you're going to make betting. I'm telling you right now. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I remember thinking at the time during the conversation, I was like, come on, man. Like, really? Like you weren't betting before. Well, he was betting and he was losing, you know, he thought he knew everything and he was like, had an opportunity to just go start an offshore sports book and did and learned so much more and learned the pitfalls and, and, and what you can get caught up chasing and doing and all these different things. And it taught me so much. So now I see what the books are doing and I know what they're doing. And I'm like, well, uh, really like you, you can't be serious with this or, you know, I, I, I listen to people like, you know, Oh, well we lost this. How do you lose? Like, I mean, I, for years, uh, you, you really shouldn't lose. If you have enough volume, you really shouldn't lose. You may not win a lot. You may lose some weeks, but over the course of a year, I don't, I don't think you can lose. So to have that advantage and now I'm like looking at it and, and, and everything, my view is so different than I think a lot of people. Um, yes, you, you can, you can win. It's really, really hard. I've seen the best betters in the world. Their game is a volume game too. They have to keep betting because, you know, to hold two to 4% of your action, to, to make six figures, you figure out the math to bet to win two to 4% of your volume and, and make a hundred thousand a year. That's a lot of losses. It's a lot. It's a grind. It is so hard. And, 
I've seen guys that, that work in books as far as like just someone at the ticket, you know, window, a, a writer to a supervisor, to a risk room guy, to a director. I mean, they go bad. They, they run hot. They're just like everybody else. So I, I'm very cautious to think I know anything more than anyone else. Um, I know what to look for, and, you know, and personally, I mean, looking at pregame stuff now with the advantage of in-game wagering for me is getting harder and harder to make pregame plays. I mean, I had last week, I had under 45 in the Seattle Rams game. It was the best number ever. I knew that number was wrong when I saw it. Not wrong. I just knew it was going to go down. So I'm like, I'm betting under. Um, never had a chance. Just, just, just flew over the total. And I had the Steelers minus three and a half against the Browns. I thought that's just, I thought that was too low. And that turned out to be right as well. By the time the end of the week came and, and I saw the beginning of the game, I was like, I'm betting Cleveland. This is it. This is, they, they, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. And I was sitting there and I was trying to get as much on Cleveland as I could in game. So I prefer the in-game wagering as far as, you know, stuff to do and, and things to look to bet because that's the last thing left that's true betting and bookmaking. We're looking at the same thing. You talk about markets now that are information-based. Look at the NBA. Try to tell me who's playing from night to night, and then I'll be able to make a play. Um, At least if I'm watching the game, you may have a faster feed than me, and and the lines reflect that. But I managed in-game for the last two years prior to – September 1st like that's what I was doing so I loved it I I turned down the delay to nothing like fire away bet because I'm watching it and you're watching it and we're betting it and booking it right now it was fun I loved it so that's where I look to bet anymore um, more often than not that and like futures and matchups and things like that that it's just more fun for me that way the daily grind I just know how hard it is and if you're not specializing in something you can get caught up in everything um and and really spread yourself way too thin so like i i tell people all the time look at the college basketball board on a saturday there's 120 games we used to dread january's uh saturdays in the book like you know you'd have to divide the college basketball board in a risk room by like eight guys because of shifts when they started when half times went Everybody was involved, even the guys that never watched college basketball. Listen, man, you got to take 20 of these games on a board today. So you, you, got, you, you got these ones, and you, you, you didn't have to watch games. You didn't have to know anything. You just had to know the numbers. So that's all I do now. I, I just look at the numbers. I don't, I don't watch as much games. I, I love hockey, so I watch hockey. I, I obviously love football. I watch football. I'm a baseball junkie from the time I was a little kid and started playing, so I watch games baseball um in nba i I, i'm trying to watch more because i was booking it for the last few years i'm much more into it and and know a lot more about it but man like betting it you got to really specialize like if you if you're gonna bet college basketball i I, you got to find sites like yours you got to find a lot of there's so much resources out there you got to find them and get to them to help you like narrow your focus and 
I mean, let's just be honest. Some people want someone to blame, Adam. They, they, they want someone to blame is when the bet loses. Like, I used to say that all the time. They would come to the counter and ask me who I liked. I would tell them. And the guy would look at me and go, you don't know anything. I'm betting the other side. Perfect. Well, okay. When it won, they'd come back and be like, man, I should have listened to you. Who do you like now? I don't know. I don't have an opinion. That's, that's what I would do because I told you and I was genuine and you bet the other side, which is fine. But when, when it lost, when I gave you the wrong side or, or, or the losing side, you'd come back and go, I told you. Yep, you were right. Well, who do you like next week? Well, I, I, I don't know. And I would tell them a lot of times, I would tell them who I didn't like. So if it won, they could, you know, stop asking me. But if it lost, then they would keep asking me. And I would like, oh, here we go. So I would do anything to get them to stop asking, which is probably not the best course of action, but it was the only way to get them to stop. One last thing I want to ask you about here, and then we'll take a look at these NFL playoff games for this weekend. Uh, on Wednesday's show, I had Kiev O'Neill from the Oddsbreakers, who is a longtime listener of the show, wound up doing his own thing, made his own website, creates his own content, does his own podcast, all of that. And, and one of the reasons, I mean, first and foremost, Kev's a very smart guy, but one of the reasons I brought him on is because I get that question a lot from listeners. How do I get started in the business? So I brought on somebody who has gotten a start, you know, who was a listener to my show. And so I'm going to ask you the same question here, Dave. I get a lot of people that ask me, you know, how do I get a start in this business, you know, on the book end? How do I get a job in the industry? What should I do? You know, what should I be looking for? And it is easier now because you don't have to move to Las Vegas to get a job working in the book. You can actually get one, you know, in a variety of different states now. But for people that may want to choose that career path of working in a book, what would your advice be for them, Dave? I had a listener uh, it's a very similar situation. His name is Alex Franz. Um, he was listening to, to, to our podcast and, you know, he reached out DMS and I'm as open and as transparent as could be. And I love talking to people. So I, if you DM me, I answer you. And we started talking and we exchanged phone numbers and he's an accountant and he's in Baltimore, Maryland, and he's in his late twenties. And he just decided like, look, I want to be involved in this. What do I do? And I told him pretty simple, like, listen, if you come to Vegas, I'll help you in any way I possibly can. The, where, where I started was writing tickets in Vegas. I got lucky when I went offshore because I was around a lot of guys who were bookies and who were betters and just, you know, these were real life wise guys. Like these were, these weren't guys that like, you know, beat the closing number. These were guys that were doing who knows what, but, I was around them all the time. I kind of grew up in that Collagido Bronx tale environment. Um, and I just listened and I had an opportunity and I went for someone. Now there's books looking for help all the time. Um, there's you, you have to one, you have to love the business. You, not, you, you don't just love sports. You got to love the business of, you know, uh, what goes into games, what goes into to, to lines, you know, what bets are available. Like for a lot of people that I've worked with and I trained, I'm talking like over 500 people probably, at least in, in, in my time in the books here. It was a job to a lot of people. And it might as well be just ringing a register at a convenience store. I mean, they didn't watch sports. They didn't like games. Um, it's, a tough, it's a tough gig if you don't really like it like that. So 
you got to start at the bottom. You, you know, you, whether it's in in a book in, wherever you live, go and ask if they need help and, and learn from writing tickets and keep showing up. Balance the drawer. Um, ask questions and, you know, look to move up where, you you know, you get to be a supervisor and like you, you're, you're learning about, um, you know, cash handling procedures and stuff like it. There's a lot of like nuances that it's not all just sitting around in a book and watching games. <laughs> that that's, that's the last thing you end up doing. That's the fun part of the job. But I mean, it's like anything else, it's a job. I think, you know, for my guy, Alex, I mean, he picked up and moved to Denver, Colorado and started at the bottom of um, risk room management or whatever they're calling it now, a trader position. <laughs> I don't know. The, the guys from Europe have a lot of different names for these things. Like for us in Vegas for a long time, it was just called an odds maker um, where you, you, you had ratings, you had numbers, you had opinions, you put them up and you take bets. Now, you know, you got to kind of be a lot of, uh, I don't know if I could pass the test now for a lot of these books that want to hire me as an odds maker. I've taken billions of dollars in bets. Um, but can I pass all these like, Excel spreadsheet tests and um, all these different things. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I'm trainable. I, I could learn it, but a lot of young kids are very, very sharp as far as the technology, like be open to technology. Like when, when they brought the new systems to us, I love learning about that. I wasn't like, Oh, we can't use that because we've always used this. No, show me the stuff because I saw the stuff that offshores were using 23 years ago. It was, it was slick as could be. And I didn't know any different, but that's how you learn. Like, all right, let me look at this system. Let me look at this system. I mean, when I picked up and went to West Virginia to be the director for a company um, a couple of years ago, the gig lasted, I lasted seven weeks because they had one system in place and it stunk. And I kept trying to tell them, listen, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Well, before the book opened at the Wheeling Island Casino, I, I was going to be the director. I never made it to opening because I kept disagreeing and saying this isn't going to work. So be open to change, be open to do anything like just like anything else in this business and, and, you know, um, learn from people. Don't think, you know, everything you may be the best better in the world. You may have beaten your bookie or your sports book or whatever, but taking bets is different than making bets. And I tell people that all the time, like, just because you were a good better, you don't have a clue what goes on on this side of the counter. Like you really, you, you know what it takes to win. Yes. And it was maybe one sport. You were good at picking college football games. Well, guess what? You're not the only one, <laughs> but, but bring that over here and tell me why, because if as a book, you can help them maybe get better. Um, there's going to be a place for you. You just have to like, you, you, you have to be, <laughs> you have to be pretty flexible um, and, and say like, look, if, if it means working the, the night shift, I got to work the night shift. If it means I got to learn how to, you know, keep different, um, customer profiles, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn it all and then find your path. I mean, I'm 50 and I'm still trying to find mine, but I've had a hell of a ride along the way. So, uh, embrace it but be prepared for anything that that would be my, I tell people that all the time. Like, listen, I, I don't know where this is. It's changing on the fly right now. I'll use a hockey term right there for us, me and you. It, it is changing on the fly. 
So what, what may work today won't work in a year, be ready to move and, 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 and adjust and, you know, uh, do a line shift and, and, and do something else. So just hang around. That's, that's the other thing, you know, keep hanging around, hanging around. I've been able to do it now for over two decades. It's been a blast and I don't know where the, the next move is going to be, but I don't want to do anything else. I don't know if I can. <laughs> that's the thing. So yeah. Uh, love it, learn it and, and, and be open to, to whatever comes your way. We got about 10 minutes left here on the show. You got some dad duties here today that you need to tend to. So let's go through these playoff games here for the divisional round in a little bit of a rapid fire fashion, I guess, beginning with a game you've already referenced here, Rams and Packers and seeing this one kind of split across the market between six and a half and seven on the side with Green Bay, a home favorite totals 45 and a half pretty much across the board. What are your thoughts on this game, Dave? When I look at the games like this, I mean, you know, we've got it down to to eight teams, right? Like these are really, uh, really good teams. They've all earned their spot. I I really think the Rams have maybe the best defense in in football that's left. How are they going to score, dude? I, I, that's, but that's where I'm at with this. I I don't know how they're going to score. If golf can't play a hundred percent, yikes, how are they going to score? So I want to look to take the Rams. I really do. Can I? I don't know. Um, and, and the Packers are the first game of the day. You got to book the games in the order they come. The Packers are going to be on every teaser. They're going to be on every money line bet. Um, I, I, I think if I got to pick one thing specifically for this game, it's the under. I think it's a lower scoring game than um, than anyone thinks. I think forty five and a half. I would I would play under most in the game sidewise huh, I don't know I, I if, if forced to I think I would lay it before I would take it well and that's a game too you know I've seen you talking on on Twitter and we'll talk about your Twitter account here at the tail end of the show but I've also seen you talking about the Rams team total and kind of wondering how they go over that mm. and that's important because you know as you said you've kind of found out being you know one of us on this side that you know, betting and beating full game side and total is, is a very hard thing to do. Those derivative markets or the you know live markets, as you've talked about already, those create a lot more opportunity for us. And it sounds like you know maybe that's something you're looking to attack in this game. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I, I like to like what I did on the national championship game was I, I kept saying all lead up to it. I like the over. I like the over. Um you know, who's going to stop who? And you watch the first half and you're like, wow, uh, doesn't look like Ohio State's going to stop Bama at all, right? You watch the number, you watch the number. It got to 90 and a half. And I was like, man, that's just too high. And I started betting under. So I had over 74 and a half, I believe. And then I started betting under 90 and a half. Then I bet under 87 and a half. And then I bet under, I think, 84 and a half. And just kind of said, all right, I got a nice little middle here. Like, I, I think we're going to be okay. And it turned out I hit it. So that's what I'm looking to do now. Like, I feel like during the season you have, you know, more advantages, more opportunities to make pregame wagers. But, like, this one here is tough. So I definitely would look uh, in-game more than pregame for this one. Ravens and Bills, the late game here on Saturday night. Buffalo, two and a half with extra juice in that favorite role. Anywhere really in the global markets from minus 114 to minus 120. Mostly the same things in the legal U.S. market as well. 
Total has inched down a little bit here on this one now, Dave. 49 and a half, the predominant number, but there are 49s out there. I will say the under money surprises me a little bit here in this game. Me too. Um, both these teams are, are great. I mean, uh, you can make a case. Either one of them could be the team that go to Kansas City and win. So as a fan, I can't wait to watch this game. As a better I don't know what the right side of this is because, you know, I, I thought the number would come less than three. And when I saw three, I thought, all right, they're going to take that. They did. Then it went down to two in a lot of places and they took that. So you have opposing factions on both sides of this game. I don't know what the right side of this game is. I have, I really, really don't. I'm surprised at the total too. Like I thought, you know, I don't know. Uh, both teams can score. Both teams are going to be able to, I think, impose their will a little bit on the other team, whether it's Buffalo through the air and the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball. I mean, everyone runs the ball against Buffalo. So you would expect this game to take on that shootout type of effect. I, I love all the stories about, well, oh, it's going to be cold and that's going to, none of that matters. They play in the cold. They practice in the cold. Both these teams are cold weather places. So um, uh, unless it's snowing sideways or, or raining, uh, buckets like and there's wind wind is the most important factor in all of it um none of that matters so yeah i'm surprised too dude i i don't know i i, I really i i don't know which to do anything i'm gonna sit but sometimes the best bets you make are the ones you don't and for me this one i don't know what i will do uh, until the game starts and i would look to maybe play something live at risk of going down a rabbit hole as we're running short on time here i, I do want to ask does this feel like a true position on the under, or is it one of those things you talked about of kind of manipulating a line and then maybe, you know, trying to come back over the top on this one, you know, on game day when, when limits are at the max. Dude, you're seeing stuff really clear. Now I think that all the time when I see stuff like this, and that may be the case. I'm waiting for that over money to come as soon as they get the clearance on the weather or, or, or the wind or whatever. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So, yes, I to answer your question, yes, we'll leave it at that. All right, let's go to Sunday here. And uh, you already said either the Ravens or the Bills can go to Kansas City. So I guess you're not giving my Browns a whole lot of outright chance here uh, in this one. They are getting 10 points, though, with a very high total of 57 and a half. And I'm not surprised this one's gone up. It's a pretty historically high NFL playoff total, but I want no part of the under here. Um, so you put this number up. This is great. Like, you, you know, what do we have to put up to take an under bet? That's the first thing you think when you're putting up a number like this, because you watch the games, you know, the teams, you, you know, you write about them. You, you're, you're in Cleveland. How are they going to stop Kansas city? That's just a natural question. Well, okay. Well, how's Kansas city going to stop Cleveland's running game? Um, you know, if you paid attention, what they did last week, they're going to run the ball too. So you put up 55 and they haven't touched the under yet. Like Ravens, um, Titans, you put up 55, and you got the under bets, and it, and it tricked down, uh, you know, trickled down, so you're like, okay. Well, now now it's 57. I don't know where the peak of this thing is. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised it's 57. Yes, no. I'm surprised it hasn't stopped. This may be the top, though. So by the time we get to kick, you may see 57 and a half. 58's got to be the point where somebody's like, all right, enough. Let's bet under. Um, no, I think Cleveland would be a great story if they could win. I mean, it would be awesome. What they did to the Steelers, 
couldn't have been a perfect, more perfect start. But everyone in the stadium, there's nobody there. Everyone on TV watching, everyone everywhere knew that the Steelers had to pass the ball to come back and score. And after the first quarter, they, they won the game 37 to 20, knowing they couldn't run the ball. I mean, we knew for 17 weeks they couldn't run the ball. So Cleveland's defense scares me here. Like, this one could get away from them fast. So do I think Kansas City off a of bye? I don't know if you've heard, uh, Adam, or Andy Reid's pretty good off a of bye. And they have a coming off a of bye. So, yes, I, I, I think Kansas City wins the game. Um, but if Cleveland does, I'll be very happy for you and the Browns fans. I'd be very happy too. And you know what I've talked about throughout the week here is I'm hoping for a slow first quarter. And and this is something that has happened. I think I saw on Twitter from somebody, the last four teams that rested everybody in week 17 or most of their offense and then had to buy really struggled in the first quarter of games. I think it was mm-hmm. it combined six points the last four years, something like that mm-hmm. in the first quarter. So that's what I'm hoping for a low scoring first quarter and then hit the live on or the live over. I think there that's probably the way that I'm going to look for this one, especially now with it up to, you know, as high as 57 and a half uh, in some of the global markets. Dave, last game on the board here, the old guys, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, New Orleans minus three and 52. And this one's pretty much the same across the board. Yeah, this is one of those games, Adam, where we would be in the book and you would have the guy come in from. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Just say Middle America, pick Omaha, Nebraska. And he would come up to bet the game and go, Tampa Bay's an underdog? Tom Brady? They just beat Washington? The, the Super Bowl's in Tampa? How can, they be, how can they be underdogs? Give me them on the money line. I don't even need the points. Tampa's winning this game. I, we call it the square dog. Uh, I had a friend of my wife who knew nothing about betting and she would call me every week or text me and say, Dave, what is your box game of the week? And I laughed. I'm like, why do you call it that? She's like, well, did you call it that? I'm like, Oh, square box. Okay. So I, I call it, this is the box game of the week for me. I, I, I just think that the saints have beaten them twice. What's changed. I don't know, but they're indoors. The saints are going to be able to run the ball and control the clock. Um, I think the Saints win the game. That's that's where I'm at with it. I may go down with the ship, but until Brady <clears throat> and the Buccaneers show me, which they made during the game, that they've made adjustments and are going to be able to slow the Saints down, I'm not worried about the Buccaneers scoring. They're going to be able to score. They're just not going to be able to stop the Saints more. The Saints, obviously – Football, you turn the ball over, you lose. If the Saints go and lose a turnover battle by two, you know, turn the ball over three to one, four to two, two zero, they can lose. But until then, pregame, I'm looking at the Saints. I think the Saints win the game. What about the total? You think that comes down at all? I don't. I, I thought it might, but I don't think it will. I think with everything rolling to that game, that could end up being a gigantic decision for the books. So at that point, um, you know, you're, you're kind of drawing dead to use another gambling analogy where you're just like trying to lessen the blow that's coming. You just know it's coming. You, you grade all the games and all the parlays, teasers and everything rolls to it. So you, you, you can't move it down or you can't move it up and take a bet. You, you need some under money. So 
yes, it might move up for that. But I don't think anyone's looking to play this game under. I really don't. I think they're looking to play it over. Um, will it go under? Sure could. But I don't think anyone I, it, between now and then, I don't think anyone's looking to play it under. Dave Sherpan is an outstanding voice here in this sports betting industry. And look, I mean, I've been doing, I've been hosting this show for seven and a half years now. I've been in this business for a long period of time. And Dave, every time I talk to you, it's an education for me. So thank you for that. And thank you for joining the show here. Really, really appreciate your time and your analysis and insight here on today's program. Where can people find you, man? And and what about your podcast? So you can find me on Twitter. I call myself the Sportsbook Consigliere because I, I, I just I grew up as the son of a dad who was the consigliere for a lot of people. And I just love saying the word, even though I don't always say it right. So it's at Sports BK Consig short. I can't be anything Vegas and I can't be anything Dave because that guy Vegas Dave ruined <laughs> it for all of us. I mean, he really screwed all of us named Dave that live in Vegas. So that guy so i can't go that route yet um i do a podcast called gt's cash considerations um where i try to do this i bring on somebody you did the show last week we got a great response from it um where you know you come on you do an interview asking about the background and where you're headed where you were where you're going and then we talk about the lines from you know an odds maker standpoint i i did the show with a couple guys named alan and mo who worked in risk rooms. They are currently working for win interactive. Um, but you can follow the show at GT cash consider where, you know, we have, a, I have another co-host now. His name's Carl. He lives in New Hampshire. Um, he was a guy who, who found us through, he, he, he said, how do I get started in this business? I said, you know, DM me. We started talking. I said, Hey, you're on the show. And that's how he started. That was literally like three months ago when I was looking for help after Alan and Mo had to, had to go the route of just being in a risk room so um it, there's possibilities all over but yeah that's where you can find me that's where you can find the podcast i mean we, we had matthew barnaby on this week so if you're a hockey guy or you're a sports fan you go listen to that interview you learn something i think we can all learn something every day adam i mean you know and this business provides us learning opportunities on a daily basis whether you win or you lose you have great conversations and you have great discussions and maybe a little bit of fun along the way. So that's what I'm all about. I really appreciate the time. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to be on the show. And I highly recommend that other people, you know, continue to follow you. And I, I told you on our show when we did it last week, I'll tell you again, I can't wait to hang out. I think we're going to have to tell the wives if, if they're around, if you, if you, if you bring like, listen, I need probably a whole day just to hang out. So just, just write me off. If we're here for three, I need one day to just kind of hang out with day. We're just going to, we're going to have a couple meals. We're going to just BS. So pencil me in that time, brother. Cause when you come out to Vegas, we're going to hang out. Absolutely, man. Speaking of great conversations and some fun along the way, it was both here today on the show. So Dave, thank you so much for that, man. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Talk to you later, Adam. There you go. There's Dave Sherapan once again at Sportsbook Sports BK Consig on Twitter, and make sure you check out the Gaming Today Cash Considerations podcast as well. Coming up on our Monday edition of ATS Radio, we'll chat with professional better and handicapper Kyle Hunter. We'll talk about the conference championship games in the NFL, but focus most of our energies on the college basketball side. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a happy, healthy, smart, safe weekend, and I will talk to you again on Monday.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.